Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm going to be on the show. I'm going to be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh, my God. The moral is, you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Welcome back to another episode of Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's like Dave and Margaret with more socials. Hey, <laughs> how are you doing, Em? I'm doing well. Today we are going to give a eulogy for Telltale Games. We're also going to talk about some shows we've watched recently and cover our take on the gaming and pop news headlines. And we have a few trailers to talk about as well. Hmm. So, what have you been watching recently, Em? Uh, so, I watched a... Um Another Amazon Prime show. Amazon Prime? Yes? Yes. Yes. Maybe. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yes. Um, called Forever, which uh, stars Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph, some of our favorite SNL stars. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about this show without giving a whole lot of away, a lot, yeah, without giving a whole lot of details away, and you kind of want to avoid doing that. Uh, for this kind of show, because it's part of the fun. So, um, Spoiler-free review, then? Spoiler-free review. We'll do our best. Um, so it's just about a couple in their mid forties. Um, some things happen in the first episode. Yeah, this one strikes me as a hard one to review without talking about it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk a bit more objectively. Pretty much, they end up through other means in a different sort of reality. They're trying to work out what this reality is. What are its limits? What are its expectations? What do you do? What do you don't do? Is it monotonous? What's life even about? so on and so on. It was on. very existential and kind of grim. It was a little grim. Yeah, it's sort of like ah, oh, this is what we have to look forward to. Cool, cool. Um, Turning uh, 40. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a grim 40s. It, yeah, it was, it was very grim 40s. And it's um, yeah about you know what life choices do you make? What do they mean? What are they about? Should you make them? What's the point? Uh, so yeah, not really an uplifting show. <laughs> But um, it, with given who stars in the show, I kind of expected it to be a lot funnier. Um, I would kind of describe this as like a, a a dark dramedy indie show. Indie is a good way I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I'm not a Fred Armisen fan. He's yeah. a great support, but in a lead. He doesn't do it for me. You don't like him as a lead? No. I don't know that I do either, um, but I do really like Maya Rudolph, so... Yeah, she's been great in things. Yeah. I, actually, as, as far as sort of breaking it down, I did like her in this, um, but given the nature of the show, neither of them got a chance to be that funny because it sort of explores some more deeper problems and deeper issues and bigger conversations. So and Fred Armisen was in his polite persona, I guess, <laughs> and I hate it. It drives me crazy. I cannot recommend the show. It's a bit too you? awkward for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like during that sort of July to October period when there's no TV on, <laughs> give it a go. Eight episodes, about an hour of pop. If you have the free eight, I would still recommend Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, look, I mean, if we're comparing the two, I'd definitely recommend that. But, In terms um, of um, Amazon Prime. Well, we've only really watched two Amazon Prime shows, so... And one was good, one was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good wrap-up. <laughs> right. Okay. So our main topic for today. Now, we're going to replay this conversation because it was funny and I was going to do it on air, but I shot Emma a message, be like, Oi, do your research on Telltale Games. We're going to do a, a Telltale Games discussion on the podcast. She's like, all right. Um, next time I saw her, I'm like, cool. Why are we doing... Or she's like, why are we doing Telltale Games? I'm like, Em... Telltale has folded. So heartbroken, man. Yeah, you were pretty upset. Um, look, I'm still really <laughs> upset about this because Telltale Games is one of my fa- it's easily in my top three gaming studios. Um, I love so many of their games. I think they provide such a unique platform, and I just I can't believe I'm in denial. I'm in complete denial that this just, is even happening. Just a rub dirt into this wound. Here's a list of the games that are now cancelled. Oh, shut up. Um, the Walking Dead final. I don't care about that. All right. Uh, Wolf Among Us, season two. <laughs> oh, 
don't. Game of Thrones season two. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> Can't match it. And yet to be titled Stranger Things Telltale Game. Oh, get fucked. No, it's not fair. Yeah. So today we're gonna have a eulogy for Telltale, two thousand four to two thousand eighteen. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> also, probably Borderlands. They're going to expand on the Borderlands ones too. We'll give you. We'll give you your mini reviews. I have a, a little timeline. So they started in two thousand four. They did a lot of like they. If you saw a game that was based on CSI or Law and Order, Telltale made it. I didn't even, what I didn't know that those games. Existed. I know no one did. This is before they they hit the big time. Okay. But they also did these episodic formats for Sam and Max. Remember mm-hmm. Sam and Max? Big Sounds 90s game. familiar. Sam and Max Hit the Road. Big 90s click'em adventure game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adventure game, yep. That, yeah, okay. Because they also did a Monkey Island episodic yeah. one. Um, also, they did, they did a Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. But anyway, CSI, Law and Order, they made a bunch of them. Oh, they also made a game called Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive <laughs> People. If We're showing our age now. Yeah. Who remembers Homestar Runner? Like well, it was a who doesn't? Well, everyone under thirty. But <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a website back in the early days of flash movies on the internet. They made yeah. these little animated shorts, and they were great. And there was a guy <laughs> who read the fan mail called Strong Bad, and he was amazing. But anyway, they made a game of that. I miss the nineties. Yeah, that wasn't the nineties. That was naughty, surely. Bit of both. That did that start in the nineties? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't think so. I'll fact check that later. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> we'll have a fact check episode. It'll be great. Yeah, well, it'll be boring. Anyway, <laughs> so in 2012 was when they had their heyday. They released their first Walking Dead game. Telltale Games. Telltale, yeah. yes. So they, if you haven't played a Telltale game, they're short, episodic. They come in usually four to six parts. It's very pleasant to play. Yeah. Um, and in 2012, they released Walking Dead number one, mm. and I think it got Game of the Year in a bunch of places. And mm. it was a revelation. It was a really Very good, unique way. kind of game. Yeah, like, no one had really made anything like that to that extent. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. So there's a lot of quick time events, um, but a lot of puzzle solving and a lot of decisions. Decisions matter. You know. It's almost like there's old text based games, but not text based. <laughs> yeah. In that you know, it's a bit choose your own adventure, but. Choose your own adventure. Within, That's exactly what it was. Within limits, yeah. So you'd make decisions. There'd be consequences later. Yeah. Um, in a Walking Dead game, the consequences usually involved a character dying. Mm. Um, and you had to try and get to the end of the game and mm. live. And, yeah, problem-solving uh, puzzles, uh, yeah. conversations and stuff. Soon after that, they had Wolf Among Us. Mm. Now, tell me about that. Wolf Among Us is uh, it's based on the um, graphic novels. Of Wolf Among Us, um, and it's about um, Big B. I think that's his name. God, it's been a while since I've played it. Um, but it's a game I really love, and it's a real, you know, dark story about fairy tale characters. And it's really fucked up, and I really like like that about it. Um, you know, again, based on graphic novels. So, so if you want to pursue those stories, you can head down that road. Uh, but I got sucked in, and that was my first major encounter with Telltale. Like I seen you play a bit of um walking dead and i was like oh this kind of game intrigues me but i'm not into walking dead so so like don't want to play that um but wolf among us i'm like hey this is unique and i think that was like their first original gameplay that they did um so but wasn't it based off a graphic novel yeah but i forget there were things about it and i can't remember um but yeah, really great uh, story. You just get really sucked in and involved. And what I love about Telltale Games is you get so emotionally invested in the characters and stories. And it's um, like they always manage to just really pull at your heartstrings in all of um, all of their stories. I-, I can't think of a single Telltale game that I haven't cried in. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, maybe the first Batman, but I probably cried in that too. All right. At least in the opening because, you know. Batman. <laughs> yeah, and they did a good job of getting you invested in these characters because then when you made a terrible decision and got one killed, it sucks. <laughs> mm. Um, There was a Walking Dead Season 2. Yeah. And that was the last one I played. I played Walking Dead Season 2 and hated it. It was... And I, I've had problems trying to suck you back into Telltale Games ever yeah. since. Yeah, and just I, I just went through the list. I'm like, I own all these games. I haven't played them. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead 
season two, it was conversation simulator. Like there was still some choices and you know consequences, but it was just walking around talking to everyone. There was no puzzle solving. They yeah. sort of lost their heart and soul, and and that that was it for me. Now mm. you, on the other hand, got into the later era ones. Well, um, yeah, I, I didn't do any of the Walking Dead ones, but I no, but uh, Borderlands, Tales from the Borderlands. Yep, tell me about it. Played that. Um, we're, we're big Borderlands 2 fans. Yeah. We, that's our favourite co-op game we've ever played. So yeah. this Probably was... my all-time favourite game, mm. I would have to say. Uh, probably... If you can tell from our intro. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and the Borderlands Telltale game is no exception. Like, it was probably my favourite Telltale game. It was funny. It was so funny. Um and it's sort of like a, a subplot based somewhere between Borderlands 1 and 2 hmm. is where it's set, if you're familiar with the Borderlands universe. And um follows some unique characters with some mentions of others, and it's really, like, they just tied it in so well. And not just that, but the game itself was really exciting. And, um, look, I won't give too much away, but you should definitely play it. If you're going to play a Telltale game, I would recommend that. I know a lot of Even people say... Even if you weren't a Borderlands person? Yeah, yeah, as a standalone game, it's still really good because it goes, like I said, it's got all new characters and tells its own story. Um, I mean, if you've got the background knowledge of the other ones, you'd probably appreciate it more, but it definitely stands up on its own and it's funny and it's sad and all the stuff you expect from Tilt okay, Tale. Okay. So, yeah, I've been meaning to good. play that one as oh, a Borderlands fan. I'm you to play it. So good. So um, good. So I've played that one. Batman? I played... Have you um, played... There's two seasons of Batman. You've uh, played... Well, there's two completely different Batman ones. Um, I've played the first lot. So I've played all the episodes in Batman. I haven't played any of the newer ones, which finished in February, I think. Uh, Enemy Within. I haven't played that one yet, but um, it's probably what I'm going to play next. Um, so yeah, that Batman one was really fantastic. They did some stuff with characters completely on their own. So they didn't actually follow any, um, comic book law with who some characters and who they are meant to be. And so, you know, it really throws you because you're playing, you know, these characters and you expect, you know, this character to be this character, but someone else entirely. And you're like, what? Um, so that really threw me in a great way because you just don't see it coming. Um, which, you know, you play a game that's based on something like Batman or like the Guardians one, you kind of expect X, Y, Z to happen because, you know, you know what you know about comics from movies or the comics or the animated series or whatever. Um, so I really like that they kind of truly made that plot their own. Um, okay. How yeah. about, what was the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy. They made a Guardians game. Yeah. Now, look. Guardians was difficult because the movies are very big right now. The comics, while they exist, you as soon as you think Guardians, you think Chris Pratt. You don't necessarily well, look. I'm just waiting for the hate mail from comic people as <laughs> I say that. But you know, it's like it's not as well recreated as something like Batman, who's had many renditions, or Spider Man, which has had you know four incarnations just in the last decade. So you know, you you automatically think of Chris Pratt usually. Um, and you do anyway, just not even to do with this, just yeah, in general. Just, just in How life. many times a day do you think about Chris Pratt? Well, at least 37. <laughs> so um, doesn't help you listening to Anna Faris podcasts where she talks about her husband. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. Um, so what was really difficult uh, about the Telltale Guardians game is that they didn't have Chris Pratt. And I found that to be super jarring at first because a lot of the characters are the same but there's none of the same voice actors or anything like that, and so it's kind of weird. So is it the same Guardians we know from the uh, from the movie? Is it like Groot? It's the same Rocket characters. Raccoon? It's the same characters. Is there a Drax? Yeah, yeah. There's Gamora. A, yep. Nebula. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, some of them look a little bit different, though. Like mm. just a little bit. Where you're like and Thanos. You going? Oh, yeah, yeah. There is Thanos. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it though? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I get Thanos. He'd have a big presence if he was in there. He's a, well, there's, look, there's he's a some, bit of an all-or-nothing character. There's some surprising things that happen in the first act, and you're like, "Huh? Right. Okay." Um, but anyway, I did. Regardless of all of that, I did still enjoy playing it, but probably not as much as I expected to, because it was a really hyped-up one for me. I was waiting for it, 
And because that's the thing, because it wasn't the movie, because it wasn't exactly like the movie, it was a little off-putting. But right. I still really enjoyed it, and it was. And there's a an amazing rocket backstory which um, will make you sob uncontrollably. Okay. <laughs> so prepare. So if you like crying, yeah. Well, if you like play, if you like crying, play Telltale games just in general. Um, I've also played briefly. I played like a little bit of a Thrones one, and it was awful. And I think it's, yeah. it's pretty widely received as the worst. Or I heard the, the Game worst. of Thrones one was a bit weak. It's choose your own dialogue is exactly yeah. what that is. Like nothing happens. It's and pretty that's, bullshit. So really. as of two days ago, they've laid off 90% of the staff. Aww. Now they made a Minecraft story mode, Telltale mm. Minecraft story mode. Yeah. And they're making a TV show of it for Netflix. The last 10% of the staff are just staying on to do the Minecraft story mode for te- Netflix. Oh. We're, we're not Minecrafters, so... Yeah, this is doesn't affect us. Um, they should have kept them on to keep making literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. So, looking at it, I heard the news. I was like, oh, no. But then I thought, well, makes sense. Um, as I said, I haven't played one in a while. The formula is... There was a formula, and they didn't evolve it. Like, the first mm-hmm. Walking Dead in 2012 that won Games of the Year, it's the same games. And they've actually lost a bit in terms of... You know, this is dialogue simulator. Now, the big... Also, they're filling their own... Like, their niche is this type of game. And if they're not crushing it, like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. So, and they're making a lot of games, and they stretched thin, and they grew big. And the big one for me was when a completely unrelated game, Detroit mm. Become Human, came out. Great game. Yeah, so we loved Fantastic Detroit game. Become Human. Which is the same type of game, you know, dialogue simulator, problem solving, lots of choices. And they showed what this format could do if mm. you dial it up to 11 and make a full AAA title. Um, Detroit Become Human was great. There was, they give you, they show you the flowchart tree when you finish the game of. Zooming out on that flowchart, you just yeah, like. Of your consequences oh. of your decision. And there's like. 80% of the game I've not played because I played a certain way and got to a certain yeah, ending. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, they actually built in all these new levels that I will never see unless I go and it's play it again. There's a serious butterfly effect in that game. Yeah. Like, you make one decision and that puts you on a whole new tree in the flow. Yeah, a whole new level in a whole different place. Yeah. Telltale wouldn't do that. Their, the consequences were so subtle. It's usually like a fallout of a relationship. Like, this character will remember that. And you're like, oh, fuck, but... Yeah. Not, not much comes of it except there's a scene where they just sort of look at you disapprovingly. Yeah, and so they... Usually, or, or they die. But they, <laughs> they, Yeah, in Walking Dead, they die. <laughs> um, so they cut corners there. They didn't give you different outcomes, and so if it wasn't compelling... I it's... think that's really hard to compare, though, because, I mean, Telltale games are... Like, they're a glorified indie game. Like, it's a small game. And, like, I, I can see how you can try to compare them, because they're both kind of choose-your-own-adventure games, but... They're on such different scales, so I agree to a point with what you're saying, but I don't think you can have the same expectations. I think uh, they wanted to... What did they do? They wanted to sell you by the chapter and then sell you on the oh, well, look, season yeah, that, pass. If they took a step back a and went, all right, issue, if we make just a whole one game like this, they could have made games as good as Detroit. But um, Well, the other problem with that too is that... And this is probably one of their downfalls and why they've gone under is because they promise and start too many projects at once yeah. without delivering like they were talking about making wolf among us too for years but it kept getting pushed back and pushed back for stuff that would they be got more thrones popular. because they, yeah. they got bottling yeah and they made so many thrones and they were all oh, shit so that was a waste <laughs> of time and resources wasn't it mr telltale so yeah they saturated their own market and telltale games 2004 to 2018 Look, I'm still hoping peace. somehow someone will buy them out and finish these projects because that's so many games that are just. I wonder what the gonna fall apart. No, like I think they're making another Batman, maybe, hmm. possibly. I well, if not, they should. Cause I wonder stuff. how the money works. Like they got all these IPs. Like, does Minecraft guy get all the Minecraft story mode money? Does Bat- Does Stan Lee get all the Batman money? Does well, Stan Lee wouldn't because Stan Lee's Marvel. Good point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Terry. Oh, no. What have you done? Alienating my core audience. Um, but, you know. Um, I'll, I'm sure that How much money are they making off 
this. I'm sure that there's something worked out for licensing and whatnot. But ultimately, they still get a lot of creativity because, like I said, with the Batman ones, they really did a whole lot of their own stuff with Batman. Now, the other thing, too, the other game we kind of think about... Guardians is Marvel. Stan Lee still gets the money. Yeah, right. Right. yeah <laughs> you said Batman, so... You're, I know, still, I know, I know. you're still wrong. So um, the other game to sort of think about when you're talking in this context, because you're talking about like Telltale's on one end, Detroit's on the other. Something that's in the middle is something like Life is Strange, which you haven't played. I've not played that. But no. I have, and it's a great game with a killer uh, indie soundtrack. If and you a terrible title for a game. Well, look, it's a little of a Like, I'm going to play a video game called Life is Strange. What is that? It sounds like look, a journal. The, the, they, made, they called the prequel Before the Storm, just to give it a little bit more pizzazz. Is the storm the storm over the dumb name for the game? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's a really good game, and that's sort of a bit more... Oh, and look, I could talk, and I will talk about that at length later when I talk about the um, uh, Season 2, which comes out... Um, Friday or soon, very soon that comes out. Man, it's a good month for games. Oh, I know. It's a very rich area. Hanging so for Red Dead Redemption. And, um, so, yeah, Life is Strange sort of sits in the middle between Telltale and okay. Detroit in that you get a lot of choice, but there's a lot of other really cool added mechanics. And so that's um, another thing that's, yeah, so they did a good job of being in between those two extremes, I think. Um, but in saying that, there's nothing wrong with telltale games like i know they're short but sometimes like i love a short puncher game that's why i really like indie games right well i was gonna say in my sort of final review of telltale as a whole yeah in terms of the the time scarce person they're great each chapter is one to three hours and mm. they're clearly stop points well i'm a very story driven person when it comes to games i love a good story and that's ultimately what you're getting with telltale you're getting a good story that's going to make you feel and like i can't tell you how times i've paused and been like oh fuck i've got to work out like who do i want to save who do i want to ally yeah with? you were Is terrible with that gonna you, die? Did you, you googled though you cheated i learned that from you i never used to do that and i saw you do it i'm like oh and so what game did i do that on oh like any of them ever <laughs> and so now i do it and i'm like oh my god i don't want to hurt anybody and it's just yeah it's really um terrifying and heart-wrenching so i really like them and then they're also a good um button mashy game which i know a lot of people don't like but i like a good button mash because i'm not a very um skilled gamer <laughs> so the best i can hope for is something for mashing buttons um yeah so i think they still got good merit so uh, also in my overall pick if you want to go back and play some of the telltale games now that there will be no more left i would recommend borderlands and wolf among us followed by at the very least, the first Batman ones. They will be my picks mm. for best Telltale games. I'd recommend the first Walking Dead, the one that sort of started them down this path. The one of the two you've played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, rest in peace, Telltale. I hope someone buys you and picks up all your projects. Okay, thanks. Welcome back. We've got some news headlines for you um, in some gaming, some movies, some trailers. Uh, mm -hmm. What have you seen, Em? I've seen a trailer for something that you told me about, and I was like, eh, until I saw the trailer, and now I'm excited. And I'm talking about um, Sabrina, or more accurately, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, um, also known as the acronym CHAOS, which is very exciting. Um, is that the actual acronym? Yeah. That's great. I know. Ah, uh, markets itself. It does. It really does. And they should write that Melissa Joan Hart is not involved. I think. For the marketing. It's a little implied based on the reimagining. Um, so this Sabrina, actually Adventures of Sabrina, is um, exciting because first of all, straight off the bat, it is a dark reimagining. It is not the 90s happy-go-lucky Melissa Joan Hart that Melissa you Melissa Joan expect. Hart can't get a date. <laughs> yeah. Um, and more on that shortly. But so it's very different and it's dark and it just, it looks creepy. And I was like, all right. Now I'm into it. And you know what else made me into it? The fact that it is um, penned by the creators of Archie, which is also kind of dark and broody, um, but this is like that turned to 11. As in Riverdale on Netflix or yes. the comics? Uh, well, both. Uh, but I am talking about Riverdale on Netflix. So it is penned by uh, the person who makes that, who also makes some of the Archie comics. Now, I didn't realize this until I started sort of digging around about you know, why they're making Sabrina creepy. Because I'm like, oh, I like where this is going, but where'd this come from? And it's actually based on um, 
comics. So they're the same universe, creepy Sabrina, uh, started in 2014. Okay, um, so it's quite modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a modern comic book. Um, and what I was going to say about it comes out on the 26th of October. Did some more digging. Was, there was also an animated series of Sabrina, but like more like the 90s version. Hmm. Did you know that? Sounds familiar, but obviously not my yeah not my um, watch list. <laughs> yeah, so um, do they have a talking cat? Well, look, I'll get to Salem in a minute, but I can say that they do still have um, Harvey Kinkle, so he's still uh, the other oh, boyfriend. Yeah, so you know, all, <laughs> oh my god, all American Harvey Kinkle. He should be that. played by the guy who plays Archie. Um, well, he's not, uh, and for that reason, probably because they do sort of share a universe. Do I smell a crossover? Oh, I'm hoping so. It smells amazing. Now, um, in the comics, they have... What do they call them? They're called companion series. So they share characters, but not necessarily realities. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, what's that look like? Um, now, I haven't read these comics. I only found out about these like half an hour ago. So um, I'm kind of intrigued to learn more about that. But I think I'm going to wait until I watch season one. And then go back and look a bit more into it because I don't want to give myself any spoilers for what the show's kind of going to look like. Um, now, the good news with the show, it has all been shot already, so that means we are going to get two seasons um, close together. So that so they've already got two episodes, uh, two seasons in the can. Yep. So they're already done, produced, written. Ambitious. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But I think uh, Riverdale was the same. So I don't know if there's going to be a crossover in characters there. Maybe they'll try that for season two. I mean, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. I'm purely speculating at this point. But given that the comics are a companion series, maybe they're going to do something like that as well. I mean, they're both Netflix shows, so I can't see why that couldn't happen. It's um because I can't describe why, but I weirdly love... Riverdale. Mm. I, I don't know why. It's just well made. Um, some plot lines go better than others, but it's, like, it's just... It's 50s delightful, but kind of creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. And it's, yeah. you know, school drama. And yeah. I don't know why. None of those things... That's not true. I love high school drama. But <laughs> <laughs> on paper, it doesn't seem like a show I would like, but it's packaged in such a way that it's a bit creepy. There's a bit ominous. There's all this cool stuff and... Yeah. I like, I love it. So imagine what they can do with some actual content other than there's a burger shop and <laughs> people go to high school. <laughs> well, look, they've got a lot of good plots that go on there. But now the thing with Sabrina, now the comics, uh, which started in 2014, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, set in a similar universe, um, it's about Sabrina being a witch in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was watching... Um, the trailer for Sabrina. So they can't have a crossover with Riverdale then. Well, no, that's not necessarily true because we don't really know exactly when Riverdale is set. They're using phones. They're using phones, but it looks kind of 50s. I know, it's all very confusing. They've got iPhones. Look, just shut up for a minute. (laughs) I'm talking about this. It's iPhones. That's to be after 2000 and what, seven? Shut your mouth. So anyway, that's what the comic is about. That's a plot hole I couldn't stand. Oh, look, you're a plot hole. I don't understand. Now... (laughs) Um, so that's what the comic is about. But going through the Twitter of, because uh, I did some, you know, I did some digging. You've gone three pages deep. Oh, look, I was getting really into a rabbit hole. I'm like, I really want to keep learning about this, but I'll, I don't want to ruin anything. But it's giving me lots of, um, you know, things to think about for speculation. So I was looking through their Twitter, and they've got lots of, you know, creepy faded photos and stuff in there. And some of the things that they did have was what looked like polaroids from the 90s so i don't know if they've sort of used the obviously they've used the comic for the inspiration for this show but i'm wondering if they sort of pulled it forward a bit and made it more about her in the 90s because if this is about a creepy sabrina in the 90s to sort of match the old sabrina tv show from the 90s then that is amazing and i'm very excited now i'm really hoping that's what that is now set in a blockbuster Probably doing seances in a blockbuster. Could you imagine doing a seance in a blockbuster? <laughs> what was our nearest abandoned blockbuster? It's not far. But, you know, now you have to do a seance to talk to blockbuster. Is <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens now. Late fees. Ooh, International candies. Oh, I love it. That's what they resorted to to try to get people coming in. Look, it worked. I went there and 
boardlord of Wonka chocolate. Anyway, I used to go there to find um, Ben and Jerry's. They sell pop vinyls now, and then it went bust. But yeah, well, I mean, no Civic starters. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Next week, the death of the video rental. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's what I think might be happening. I think they may be dragged up to be her in the nineties. Now there are pictures of Salem, but the cat, the cat, obviously the cat, Salem, the cat. Now it, it looks like that Salem might be more of a creepy character rather than the dry, sarcastic. You dope so. Okay. Well, I disagree. I would <laughs> like him to be the Jughead comic relief of Sabrina. I think that would be great. Uh, but no, it looks like they're making him more creepy. But he's not a puppet. He is a real cat this time, played by a real cat. So, or a really good actor. He's really good at playing a cat. I don't think you can do fur face anymore, Terry. It's is that cool. insensitive in 2018? I think so. Fur face. Hire a real cat. Yeah. I think they have hired a real cat, so, you know. Props to them. Anyway, so that's Sabrina. I'm pretty excited about it now that I have seen the trailer and gone, that looks cool. And I told you about digging. it and you were like, you, you eye rolled so hard. You oh, well, went into a coma for a minute. I did. Because if someone said to you, oh, they're going to reboot Sabrina, like, They're rebooting stupid. Charmed. People are doing this shit. Oh, look, now Charmed is going to be lame. That's going to be lame. I haven't even. Straight up, it's going to be shit. Yeah. I didn't even like the original Charmed, but I could get why people liked it. I personally found it offensive as a pagan person myself. But that's a whole other, whole other episode about that. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure you charmed. Were you shit. mad they didn't get real witches to play the charmed characters? It's 2018. Yeah, witches anyway. for which characters? Anyway, um, those are my thoughts on Sabrina. I've only got to wait like what, like a month till that comes out. So um, we'll talk more about that then. Hmm. Yeah. Will that be an instant binge once it comes out? Oh, yeah, I'm going to finish that by, like, the next morning. I'll be like, remember October 28th, the, here's our review. Remember, seasons are all starting up again. The TV calendar is starting to fill. I know, I know. Well, um, I'm about to have a lot of time on my hands soon, so it's going yeah, to be true. good news for me. Now, I believe you have some uh, interesting yes. news so in something TV shows. I have been considering since, boah, for me, 2000 and maybe the year 99 or 2000. Mm-hmm. Something I've been thinking about since then mm-hmm. has just been teased, has just been announced. I'm a big fan of the Raymond Feist books. Mm-hmm. Um, Magician, Rift War, all that sort of stuff. Been reading them since uh, someone told me about it in my place of work in the 90s. No, early 90s. I didn't work then. How old am I? <laughs> Not that old. Yeah. So and they've just announced that Ray Feist has signed off to be a producer on a TV show based on the Rift War trilogy. Mm, at last, apparently. They've been uh, trying to lock him in for a TV show since 82. So there you go. No, no, He wrote the first book in 82. Mm. Yeah, and... but he's had TV offers since then. Yeah, yeah. Saying. And he's very protective commit. of his IP. As he should um, be. Which is weird because he's only ever given it out to really dumb stuff. Like a, he did a, it was a text-based... Um, fantasy game. Oh, cool. He let that work. I think it was based on Crondor. Some of the books were based on that. Anyway, so back in the beginning, mm-hmm. the first book was called Magician. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with The Magicians, which no, are no, more no. recent. No, no, no. And there was two parts, Magician, Apprentice, mm-hmm. Magician, Master. And it follows the tale of a young boy called Pug mm-hmm. and little orphan boy living on the coast of... Oh, Mid-camp. Pug is a weird name for it a is. person. It is. is it just is it short for like Pugulus? No, he does take a cool name later on. Okay, he cool. ends up being known as Malamba. Okay, that's his. I don't know, magician name. Either way, so the trilogy is called the Rift War trilogy. A bunch of portals open up in Midcamia. The country on the other side, or the planet on the other side, is like mm. cool. Dives in, war starts, and this book follows, uh, oh, I think it's like a 20-year period of this war and how this war shapes this yeah. land. And Pug the and his friend Thomas, mm-hmm. they're young boys, and they go on this adventure and they become important people in the world. Mm-hmm. Pug a magician, Thomas a dragon-riding badass. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read that book, I would highly recommend it. It's one of the all-time great fantasy books consistently on the top 10 and there was a whenever they do these um best books of all time uh magician is always in the top 10 and it's always noteworthy because it's the only book in the top 
30 mm -hmm. that hasn't been adapted to a movie or a TV show or anything. So mm, it's been ripe ground that people have wanted for a long, long time. Yeah. Since then, he's belted out about oh, 30 books. Oof. So he has sort of the main trilogies and a lot of spin-off stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of side adventures of his favorite characters and our favorite characters. Mm. Um, and they've just started talking about a TV show. So he's uh, Ray Feist is coming on as a producer. Yeah, and which is good because it means it's you know going to be true to his vision. Yeah, and there's a lot of content. Mm. So that brief overview was of Magician, the first book, but that's also part of a trilogy. And yeah. some of these, well, the other two books in the trilogy are very good. Mm. After this first biopic history spanning one, everything is then more episodic. Mm. You know, a week, as <laughs> so they go on adventures and stuff, and it's great stuff. And um. There's a lot of places they can go with it. You know, yeah. all these spin-offs. Every new trilogy jumps like 50, 80 years in the future. New characters, new mm. setting, new always. War war never changes. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I've been thinking about that for 18 years. And there's a lot of content there to work with. So, so who's making it? The person? No. Did we know who was making it? Someone who wrote something else that wasn't... Correct. No, I don't have that information off the top of my head. Oh, no. so anyway, it's early days. We have no info. That's true. It's, yeah. Information is guess at this point about yeah. it. We um, it's uh, you can follow the old work of the other people, but anyway, mm. but that's me. That's exciting. My yeah. exciting news. There's, now look, the timing of that's very interesting because it looks like that that will be either starting production or will be ready, I think maybe it'll be ready, around the time that Thrones finishes up. Right. So, so it's going to fill that fantasy gap, which might be a good opportunity for it to take off, unless it tanks really badly. <laughs> um, but it, it could fill that hole and get to be really popular. Yeah. So I think they were talking about late 2019. Some yeah. stuff was going to happen. And that should be when Thrones is wrapping, I think. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a there's going to be a hole in the market for it. Yeah, and it's going to I mean, be. It's quite clever when in reality, you know, a lot of Thrones fans who've He's been invested in right. this world for how long? Has Thrones been going for eight years, yeah. and in terms of the TV, yeah, version. and oh, I need another high fantasy with books and um, a good show and. Yeah, here hello. We are. Yeah, who who was making it though? Like what? Oh, I can't remember. What studio? Someone who did something. Totally yeah, no, nothing jumped out at me, so I don't know if it's in skilled hands yet. But mm. the fact that they're talking about it, it's going to exist. Big thumbs up for me. It is very exciting. And if you've never read Magician by Ray Feist, it's one of the fantasy classics. I do highly recommend it. Very good book. Mm. I've read it three, four times. So next time Supernova is on and Feist is there signing books like he is most of the time, make sure you get your book signed because he's um, probably about to blow up in the mainstream. So yeah, and this <laughs> kills me that. because every time my little sister goes to one of these Comic-Cons and... Or me. Well, if you go, I'm usually there. No, I went last time and he All was right, there. All right, well, I'll send you. Well, I went to go and he wasn't at his desk and I was like, well, <sighs> shit. <laughs> so I've got this well-worn copy of the book. That I always give to M or my little sister to go to these comic cons and just get Ray Feist to sign it. He's around always. Mm. Um, just never went with it. <laughs> yeah, and well, no one's probably lining up to see him, so he goes oh, and I'm has a smoke. I'm to wonder if he actually is there or if they just put a sign there and say, "Yeah, he's." Because I imagine if all this goes as we predict, it'll be like you can't get anywhere near George yeah. R. R. Martin now. Like, yeah. I mean, he's shooing away people at his gate. Because they're asking him about plots. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, uh, Why aren't you writing? Next next time you're at uh, Supernova, get that magician's yeah. book signed. I've got a fedora, and I have opinions about you writing more. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. All right. um, what else so, you got for me, Em? In other book news, um, the latest strike novel by Robert Galbraith, a.k.a. J.K. Rowling, or vice versa. Is there the wizards? No, there is no wizards, but there is crime. Um, so Wizard... If, crime? No, not wizard crime. That's a whole other series. You should read it sometime. Uh, no. Just to clarify, <laughs> I have read all the Harry Potter books multiple times. <laughs> anyway, look, we're not talking about Harry Potter today as much as I would Why like not? to any other day. Um, so today we're talking about the latest Strike novel, uh, which is uh, the latest under her uh, pen name, Robert Galbraith. Which uh, is a fascinating story in itself, if you ever want to read up about how that all um, came to be, how she got revealed to be J.K. Rowling. 
Anywho's. So the newest book is called Lethal White, and it's the fourth installment of the Camorran Strike crime novels. Now, I don't like crime reading. I get spooked really easily, so I'm not really into that sort of stuff. But I do love these stories. Um, so I am very excited to read the latest installment. Now, where they left the last one, I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, but throughout the whole series, you know, he's got this um, very driven secretary, I think she is, called Robin. And the, they've got a, like a weird friendship and, you know, sometimes it's like a will they, won't they situation. I really hope in this fourth book that it ends up being a won't they because I don't like it. You don't ship it? Don't ship. Anti-ship. De-ship it. Submarine that shit. Tank it. Tank it down. It's like... Because each book's a big mystery he's got to solve, right? Well, yeah, it's a it's a... You know, he's a PI, they're crime novels, it's always a whodunit type yeah, book. so it's a bone collector deal. Yeah. Um, but they're great stories, I really like them. So <laughs> I'm uh, very excited to read that, and I'll have that review shortly, because I now, imagine I'm not going to be able to put it down. They've made a TV show of that, haven't they? Oh, look, they did make a TV show of it. Um, it wasn't great, they cut out a lot of detail and um i think they even condensed two books into one series and being a you know uk series they're very short as it is so i think uh, that could have been done better but i'm still gonna watch it because i gotta speaking of short uk series when's sherlock coming back oh who knows well we don't know if it's even going to because they sort of left it cliffhanging last time that it may or may not come back and they're both doing such other big projects bastards i know i'm hoping that what's martin freeman doing Oh, I don't know, something. You said he was on a big project. I don't remember what the newest big project... They're always doing stuff, so I can't remember. I know Cumberbatch is. Yeah, well, either way. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, um, hopefully something comes back. I desperately want it to come back. And then the game is so on. Good. Yes, but um, speaking of Marvel projects... <laughs> see what I did there. It's a good segue. I didn't even talk about Doctor Strange, but yes, go on. You Tell me about more. about Benedict Cumberbatch, so close enough. Anyway, um, Captain Marvel trailer has come out and everybody is pulling it apart. Um, Which I don't like. Well, do you know? I mean, I mean, trailers, it's to get you excited about the movie and everyone's like, oh, this trailer has more views than all these other... I'm like, well, good but like, what? Well, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird, the trailer obsession. Like, it's just, there's a trailer. It's a good trailer. Cool. Whereas everyone's like, oh, there's more views than Black Panther or something. Yeah, okay, that part's not relevant. But there's a lot of chatter about, you know, what's in this trailer because it's very, I I think this is one of the more mysterious type things because we got left on a a cliffhanger in uh, Infinity War about, you know, this very tiny teaser on who is Captain Marvel and it's like, who is this person? Now I've got this trailer so everyone is just pulling apart every single thing. What have they found other than she hates the elderly? Um, just well, FYI, she punches an old lady in the trailer. It's really way random. Yeah, well, and there's reasons for it, but there is reasons for it. And it's um, people kind of probably know already what it is. So first of all, we've got an establishing shot of you know when is this happening? She falls into a blockbuster video thing. Yeah. We're talking about blockbuster a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> I I planted that seed on purpose, talking about the cheap. We're in the 90s thing of having a blockbuster. Yeah, but it's just so easy to do and it's so great. And look, it's the only time you'll ever get to see a blockbuster again, so it's exciting. We'll have to explain it to kids. That's where you go to rent a video, which before. is what movies used to be on. <laughs> and you used to have to rewind them before you take them back. Anyway, be kind, rewind. Be kind, rewind. Before you had a VPN, you had a shop. A shop. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so she falls into a blockbuster, which sets the scene. We're obviously in the 90s or 80s or something. Um, probably actually no we're in the 90s because I think she's later wearing a nine inch nails shirt which is pretty cool really yeah I didn't pick that up yeah well I'm very excited about that I have nine inch nails news if we're allowed to leak music in oh we are oh yeah tell us what that is first oh they played the perfect drug live a song from the 90s that they've never played live before why haven't they played that live before I was on a movie soundtrack it wasn't Um, part of their main catalogue so it's such a good song though yeah anyway so that's our brief music music news Took six episodes. I got music in here. Hey, go on. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've established that we're in the nineties, and so we're trying to figure out: is this an origin story, or does it tie directly to Infinity War? Now, in this trailer, you don't see anything about Infinity War, so I think it's a standalone origin movie about Captain Marvel 
Um, but then I don't know how that's going to tie into the next part two. Oh, like maybe it'll... it's just going to give the background context similar to how Black Panther did. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be exactly like that. Yeah, like they'll give her an origin story. They've got to explain away her absence. Yeah, but then again, everyone's like, "Oh, but where was she for the rest of this?" But well, she could be another universe. They've already they already solved this problem in another franchise. They're all where was Wonder Woman during all this? And yeah, but nobody cares about that. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Wonder Woman was keeping a low profile until Batman discovered her. And well, anyway, we'll probably find out why. I I don't think that's a big plot hole. Everyone thinks well. Probably not. That's why I'm not really chatting about it. But uh, anyway, so what else do we see? We see uh, we see Coulson with hair. We see Miss Fury right. with two eyes. Um, oh, I must have watched a different trailer. I didn't see half of this. Yeah, it's definitely the same trailer you watch. You just were going, oh yeah, this is a new thing. You got to pick it apart. You got to see the details. Now, what's interesting about the Nick Fury part, Coulson part, not quite so relevant, but um, the. Nick Fury has a throwaway line in uh, one of the movies where he says, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. So we don't know if there's like a shitty relationship or something happens between Captain Marvel and him, or if it's just unrelated. But it's nice to think about. So there could be something there in terms of that. Uh, We also see some weird shit going on in space with, um, you know, with the Kree. So we're hoping for a bit more backstory there, because as I've talked about before, Captain Marvel is um, part Cree because of like a uh, explosion situation that happened and some Cree DNA got mixed in with hers. So hopefully we'll get to see some of that in there. You also see some weird thing about her being upside down with lasers being in her head and she says something about, you know, I keep having these memories of this happening and bright lights. So it looks like maybe someone's taken her memory away. She went to Tahiti. Maybe she It's a beautiful place. Uh, so it's unclear as to what... That was an of... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference. Yeah, but you should definitely watch and push through the first few episodes, and we'll talk more about uh, that in another episode. We'll need a thing to bring it in. But anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about our episode of um, shows that started shit and got amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, keep tuned for that. Um, so we see something going on there. She's lost her memories, and there's some other kind of alien things. Now, you do see aliens in this, which are... Um, Scroll, scroll aliens, and they are shapeshifters, and so that's probably the speculation about why she's punching Ollie in the face. It's probably a scroll. So um, we see Nick Fury in like a medical room doing some experiments or some shit on one of them. So it's like, well, what's happening there? Are they the people that took her memory? Did someone take her memory? Did she go to Tahiti? We don't know. Um, you also see her wearing a shield hat, but obviously we know she's already involved in shield, so that doesn't really tell us a whole lot of information. It's just a cute little, hey, we're in shield. Um, so yeah, it looks like nothing's really connecting to Avengers at this stage. Um, so it's definitely a standalone origin story, unless they do tie it in. There's been speculation about how there might be some time travel Mm. stuff going on. I don't know. I think it's pretty easy. You just do the origin story, have a reason why she's out of it. And then post credits, she gets the text. I'm assuming that's probably what's going to happen. Or, all right, she's being held captive. Uh, By the scroll? By whoever. Mm. And... But then again, why would Fury be sending her a text? Anyway, maybe she's been ca- held captive and then all her guards get snapped. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, and then she's like, hello, <laughs> and just like walks out the front door and like, time to kick ass. Huzzah. Uh, yeah, so that is our first look into Captain Marvel and it looks pretty promising. What, what are your thoughts? There's, um, this is a, a funny reaction to the trailer that she was looking sort of stone-faced through the whole trailer not emoting and everyone's like oh she's terrible like you know like black panther was the poster of emotion in his movie but anyway um well i think exactly that i mean (laughs) just because you know everyone always tells women to smile and did you see the whole thing that she the uh actress put out afterwards she's photoshopped little smiles on like captain america and everyone and really? iron man because that was the whole thing so i was like oh you should smile more she's like well fuck you why can't i be a serious superhero just because i'm a woman jesus and so <laughs> she yeah you haven't seen that you should look that up because it's really that's, that's hilarious. hilarious yeah so um so good for her and that wraps up my news for today now the big thing we need to discuss today is ryan reynolds schedule just kidding we're not going to talk about that today but you should also look that up because that's also a hilarious comment on mark Wahlberg's schedule did you see that schedule he spends half an hour praying Wahlberg. yeah yeah and he's in bed by 7 30 yeah i don't trust a man who can do that yeah it's weird so anyway 
that was hilarious. So you should look that up if you uh, want a good laugh because Ryan Reynolds is amazing. You should just follow just, everything he does. I was just using this to segue into a Paddington 2 review. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love Paddington 2. Oh, my God. Like, complete tangent. If you're still listening at this point, watch the Paddington movies. They're amazing. I was on a plane and I watched them and there was no like reason for it to be good and they're amazing i pulled my eyes out <laughs> i want to hear more about your paddington 2 review at another time yeah you, you haven't seen them have you i have not oh, watching that. paddington movies right well we'll bring um, tissues we'll chat about that another time a teddy bear yes. alone in london very lovely so um tell us what you would like to see in sabrina or in captain marvel what are your captain marvel theories what did you notice that we didn't talk about Tell us. You can tweet us at goodpop underscore badpop. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash podcast. Or you can find us on Twitch, but I don't know that we'll be Twitching much this week. Are you playing anything? What What are your current game plans? What are you doing? Uh, I've been putting off the Witcher replay DLC. Mm. I can set up Twitch. I can Twitch. Uh, I, don't, I, like, I don't want people watching me play RPGs. I spend too much time sorting my um, playing gear. Playing Playing Gwent, yes. What cards are um, going to throw? <laughs> the other thing I am doing on PlayStation 4, I am playing New Game Plus Plus on God of War with maxed out gear. I just sprint through the main story on Gimme God of War difficulty. So very high difficulty, speed run, wearing Zeus armor, where you do four times damage and take four times damage. So I'm dying a lot, but <laughs> speeds everything up. True, true, true. I don't know what I'm playing uh, at the moment. I need to... Play some Telltale. Uh, oh, don't, don't, don't hurt me again like that. Anyway, you can catch us next week. We are Good Pop, Bad Pop. Tweet us Paddington reviews. (laughs) Bad Paddington reviews. We'll take those too. Bye. Thank you.